This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod Mbele. It is my pleasure to be in your company as we continue to make sense of complex uh, governance issues. As you know, corporate, our corporate world is characterized by a series of legislation, national and international best practices, and these unfortunately have a bearing on how the co- companies perform. Um, the show is meant to really shed light on these issues so that we are able to be, be kept abreast on, on, on national and international trends as companies continue to respond to market pressures while becoming innovative. Uh, before taking tonight's topic, uh, let me acknowledge those who came before me. Uh, thank you, Howard Feldman and Sasha Starr. Um, you guys have really uh, made us who we are uh, to tonight or today. Um, as always, I'm not flying solo. Let me acknowledge the producer of the show, Vusi Masinga. Um, Mavusan, how are you, my bud? Good job, thanks. Thank you very much, sir. Um, tonight we're talking about um, the far-reaching uh, benefits of integrated reporting with Joanne Matteson, who is the director of TMF Global. Um, as always, I employ you to weigh in our conversation. Our SMS line is 34519. And if you want to try us on an email, I'm on, on air at highfm.com. Um, as always, we really appreciate your contribution. Uh, before maybe getting uh, my colleague uh, who's online at the moment, um, her name is Joanne Madison. Like I said earlier, she is the director at the TMF Group. Um, Joanne, good evening and welcome to Beyond Governance. Good evening, Nimrod. Thank you. Just to correct you, I'm not a director. I'm head of corporate governance Oh well, well, I can't, I can't uh, um, I withdraw the the, the accolades. Nonetheless, uh, noted, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joanne, we, we, you know, we're talking about integrated reporting. Um, we, we have noted seriously that uh, it has gained considerable prominence since the inception of the International, Inter- International Integrated uh, Council back in 2010. Uh, and it is, in a practice, uh, on a mandatory, mandatory basis in South Africa and, and in Brazil. Uh, over and above that, what we have seen, it's, it's, you know, growth in other countries such as UK, Netherlands, and Australia. Um, for for a listener out there who is wondering as to what what, what are we talking about? Uh, what is integrated reporting, and why is it so important for business? I think it's very important because corporate governance has evolved. So, if you look at the earliest documents on corporate governance, they were mainly directed at financial issues. And they concentrated at a point in time, which is obviously the year end of the company. And if you take into account the amount of time from the year end to the reporting period when the financials and the annual report are published, most of that information is not very useful to investors and other stakeholders. So over the years, as people have realized this, uh, reporting has evolved from financial reporting to taking into consideration stakeholder reporting. And then um, which we had it very separate. We had what was called the triple bottom line reporting, which was um, social, ethical, and governance and separate issues. But none of it was integrated. So everything was still in silos and the financial reporting separately. So when people in the business started to realize, yes, we've come a long way, but it needs to be integrated. 
And so what you now have, which is a requirement at a listed level and at a state-owned level, is integrated reporting. So what you need to do is you need to link all elements of your integrated report. For example, if you show the, the remuneration of your directors, executive and non-executive, you need to tie it back to the strategy. The directors need to be rewarded for their contribution to the achievement of the strategy. We need to show a business model that needs to show all the inputs that go into the business. What are the activities of the business? The outcomes, which would be how does the activity impact all the different stakeholders, both positive and negative? So it's an aspirational document to a certain extent, and it's much more forward-looking as opposed to your early annual reports, which were backward-looking. No, thanks for that um, insight, Joanne. But uh, looking at the transition um, from a financial reporting to integrated reporting, presuppose that there is already that thinking, because you can't talk of integrated reporting unless or until executives have sort of embraced the notion of integrated thinking. You know, how, 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 where are we as a country in relation to, to that particular issue? I think on that issue, we've got a long way to go. Because what I have seen is a lot of companies pay outsourced people to draft the integrated report. So the information is all there in the company, and it all comes together for the integrated report. But in order to have, a, to, in order to have it integrated into your whole business, you need to start with it at your strategy session and link integrated thinking with your strategy and very specifically with your risk register and your risk register should relate to both risks and opportunities and the outcomes. Then, if you start at the strategic level, that should then be reflected in all the agendas and minutes of the board meeting during the year. So that when you come to the end of the year and you produce your integrated report, all those documents show the journey that you have gone through. And then it is properly integrated into the business. And if you go through that process of linking everything together, you will change the mindset of the company and it should result in better decision making because really that at the end of the day is what good corporate governance is about leadership, and good decision-making. So if you were to advise an executive who's listening to the show tonight and say, but uh, who have not really embraced the notion of, of integrated thinking, what would you say the value, What what is the value of pursuing or pushing integrated uh, reporting from the context of sustainability? I think it's very, very important because sustainability means that you want to invest in the company today for the future without any compromise or any negative effect or to limit the negative effect on either the current or future generation. So, for example, you don't want to push profits now, short term, and you're causing environmental damage and down the line, you've got a huge problem, like, for example, a mining dam that hasn't had any rehabilitation done to it, and then it affects the community, and you've got all sorts of health issues. 
So everything that you do must have some long-term thinking behind it so that you're looking after society and the planet now and in the future. That's the real value of sustainability. And integrated thinking, decision-making and reporting is the journey for sustainability. No, great stuff indeed, uh, John. But maybe before I let you go, I just want you to, to give us a sense uh, of the six capital um, that, that have been identified by the integrated report. Um, where are we um, um, in South Africa in relation to, 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 to those, those reports? Which of those capitals um, has become more pronounced in your experience? And what is it that we need to do differently to elevate other capitals, such as manufacturing, intellectual, human, social, and relationship? I think the ones that are easily measurable, like obviously financial, and in many cases manufactured is easily measurable. So I think companies can do those quite easily. The trick comes, it starts to become more difficult when you do social and relationship and intellectual because quantifying um, intangibles is a lot harder. And the more you get into it, the more it requires assurance for the subjective element. And if the assurance is outsourced, then there's a cost element, and you've got to weigh that up against the benefits. So I think there's a long way to go in the intangible side of it. But I I think if I was advising a company that is just starting on the route to integrated thinking, reporting, and decision-making, I would say take baby steps. Do the easy things first, like do your business model so that you start to get the thinking going. And and also the other part of this that is fairly easy to do is the stakeholder engagement table. And then the next year, build on it, because I, I don't think it's that easy to, to go from an annual report and within one year expect to have a fully integrated report, because if you do integrate it into the business, there's a lot of processes thinking and doing things differently and all these take time not only to do but to change the mindset of people in the company. So at at what point do you think we're more likely to have integrated thinking or reporting as a norm? Because, I mean, obviously it's not long that we, we, I mean, companies are beginning to grapple with the, in, in, with the integration. I mean, moving away from financial reporting, um, encapsulating with intellectual, which is more difficult manufacturing sort of things. Uh, uh, at what point do you, do you see, you know, on, on the horizon, uh, when, when we're likely to, to, to have integrated reporting as a norm, not an exec, not an, as an, as an exception. Uh, I'll tell you why, because at this point it is mandate, it's, it is not mandatory. Um, you know, it is, it's, it's one of those, um, you know, um, framework that people are encouraged to do. I think it will take time, but I think the fact that it's mandatory at a listed level means that listed companies will start putting pressure on their supply chain because that all feeds into their own integrated thinking and reporting. And from what I've heard, there are certain companies that only will deal with other companies in their supply chain that do integrated thinking because the whole value creation goes to all the stakeholders that you deal with. So I think 
over time, and it's a slow process. I mean, if you just look at the evolution of corporate governance from annual reports to integrated reports, it's been more than a decade. So I think it's a slow process, and the companies that do it, I think they're getting better at it every year, especially the companies that enter the integrated reporting awards because they get feedback so that they can improve every year. And I think having these reporting um, awards is very encouraging to companies because then in the next report they can say if they did well and it, it gives credibility to what they're doing. Great stuff. You know, Joanne, um, I, I really value your, your contribution because I think you, you unpacking the notion of integrated reporting in, in, in a fairly uh, simple and, and comprehensible manner. We want to take a break and we come back, but, but please don't, hold, don't go away because I want to, okay. I want to throw in something, um, in, in the, in, in relation to the kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, corporate governing scandals that we've seen uh, recently. And and I want us to reflect on integrated report and say, what does that tell us? We'll take a break and come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Uh, welcome back. It is now 20 past six, and I'm joined online by Joanne Mattison. And before we went to the break, um, uh, we're talking about a very interesting um, a topic which has taken the corporate world by storm. That is that of integrated reporting. Uh, integrated reporting uh, looks at, at different capitals that all companies ought to be looking at, you know, from an integration point of view. One of those capital is the financial capital, um, manufacturing capital, intellectual capital, human resource capital, social and relations and capital, ultimately the natural capital, um, because companies obviously exist in, a, in an environment where these cap- capitals are interlinked. Um, we now need to obviously get to a point where in the reporting side of things, um, there is a, a considered effort by, by, by boards uh, in particular to reflect through their strategy how uh, the companies are interfacing with these types of, of capitals so that we are able to build a sustainable organization moving forward. Uh, Joanne, are you back? Indeed, I am. Thank you, Nimrod. Thank you very much, Joanne. Um, what I wanted to, to, to ask you um, is to quickly reflect on um, what has McKenzie uh, at KPMG faulted around these capital? Sorry, I didn't hear that clearly. What is McKinsey? Are you able to shed light in terms of your your own understanding in terms of where McKinsey, for example, and KPMG have faulted around this, this capital, financial capital, uh, for example? What's your take about around those 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 issues? And and from integrated reporting, what does that tell us? I haven't seen their integrated report because they, um, I'm not even sure if they do, do one. So um, it's a little bit difficult to, to um, answer that. But just in broad terms, if they had done an integrated report, if I've looked at other companies that have been involved in scandals and have had very good integrated reports, I would say that it hasn't been a balanced report. And unfortunately, if you look at a report, it's a standalone document, and you can only look what's in front of you. So that is definitely a problem. 
Okay, but, but but let's look at it from an investor point of view because we have conceded that um, integrated reporting, um, um, it is a manner. It, it obviously it's an attempt um, by 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 corporate or by leadership to project a particular image, uh, which 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 gives almost an assurance that this particular company is managed accordingly. Uh, how did you, t- from the perspective of what we've seen unfolding in the likes of KPMG and, and Trillion, where are we? I think the companies that actually admit where they've gone wrong and what they're going to do to fix it are the companies that have the potential to be a sustainable company. For example, if you look at Pick and Pay, there was a period when some of their seeds had um, something that is giving people food poisoning in. They instantly had a press uh, relations campaign saying they acknowledge the problem and they're dealing with it. And I think the consumers felt comforted. They felt there's a credible company taking us seriously. And so I don't believe that they can pay lost any points in that process because things go wrong especially when something like that is not in your control. And the bigger the company, the less control you have over every single person that works there. But what has gone dramatically wrong from what I've read in relation to safety and and McKinsey is that they certainly have not come clean on where they've gone wrong. They have rather been reactive to what's happened in the media, and the impression is very distinct that they are trying to do uh, damage control because they've been caught rather than damage control because it's the right thing to do. And I fear that they will never regain their credibility, certainly not in the short term. And that brings to mind another thing that is very important is that every company should have a crisis management program. So part of the strategy session, it would be a good idea to, to brainstorm the type of things that could be a crisis and have a one-page dashboard of if there's a fire, um, if we're out of business for two days because there's no electricity um, or there's a cyber attack, who deals with it? Who deals with it? With, with which stakeholder? How long will it take to be able to get the office again? And I think some uh, a place like can pay in that situation must have done a crisis management dashboard so that everybody knew immediately what to do. Whereas it's clear that KPMG and McKinsey haven't had a crisis plan to manage it, and, and that would be one of the reasons that they're doing so badly in doing it. The other is that it appears that they don't believe they've done anything wrong, so then how do you rectify it? Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there, Joanne. Thank you very much for your contribution, ma'am. You're welcome. Bye for now. Thanks. Thanks. There you are. That was Joanne Matteson, who is the director at uh, TMF Group, uh, giving us her view around the integrated reporting. It is quite very useful that, um, and, and, and quite pleasing to see that South Africa um, is literally a, a you know, on a 
uh, strategic level in terms of, of, of leading the way around these, these, these capital. Um, it's fascinating to see that we are always among the, the trailblazers around uh, international norms and standards, uh, which, which, which seems to be, you know, uh, taking cognizance of sustainability issues. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It is now 28 minutes to 7 o'clock. It's amazing how time flies. Um, for those who have just joined us, I've had a conversation with uh, Joanne Madison, who is the head of uh, corporate governance at TMF Group. Um, it was quite interesting, um, uh, one of the issues that she raised, um, that is uh, why integrated reporting is likely to take um, uh, is likely to, 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 to unfold relatively slow. Um, um, her observation, which, which I really concur with at the moment, is the fact that in most instances, companies outsource um, um, the integrated reporting, or at least the generation of the report, as it were. And, and that, for me, really undermines the value of ensuring that, you know, um, leadership um, inculcates the notion of integrated thinking, because if you're going to outsource the the, the compilation of the report, uh, you're not really bringing everybody in, and you're not you're not able, you're not going to have that opportunity where integrated thinking permeates throughout the company, and one is not able to leverage on those capital and begin to ask fundamental questions around sustainability. For an example, let's look at the, the capital around intellectual uh, intellectual property, um, which is something that, that, as part of the integrated reporting, company needs to flag on. Um, intellectual property, um, especially in, 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 in the current environment where innovation and creativity is being encouraged, surely um, at that level, um, when you when you outsource the the reporting, as it were, you are, are undermining your own prospects of leveraging around our intellectual property. But anyway, these are my views. These are my thoughts. If you really wanna uh, weigh in in a conversation, please do so. Our online SMS is three four five one nine. Of course, you can drop us an, an email on air at achaifm.com. My name is Nimrod Mbele, and I'm pleased to be in your company. And we're going to take a break in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It's now 20 minutes to 7 o'clock. Um, and uh, I'm quite excited to be in your company once again. Um, for those of you who join us, we're talking integrated reporting, which is uh, a value which um, most companies, if not all companies, now need to embrace. Um, I've had a, a colleague um, a while ago, her name is Joan Madison. Um, she was sharing her views around the importance of integrated reporting. Perhaps maybe what I might just share with you um, from, from where I'm sitting in terms of the value uh, uh, around integrated reporting, we 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 know that it it is very you know it is essential from a value creation point of view that that companies should expand their reporting beyond just stewardship of financial capital, which has been the case all along, um, to include resources that they use as inputs um, uh, to their businesses, and 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 from that point of view, we we now talk about the inter uh, the, the the use of capital. Um, the the the, inter- the integrated report uh, denotes to ver- to these types of various capital. We're talking financial capital, we're talking 
uh, manufacturing capital, we're talking intellectual capital, we're talking human resource capital, we're talking social and relationship capital, and ultimately talking natural capital. Um, these kinds of capital needs to be integrated. I think the key or the operating word is it is integration. And my my view is that you can't talk of integration outside a strategy. There's, there's a need for companies um, right away from the board, senior executive, and all the way down um, to, to really harness the, the, the value of these types of, of, of um, capital. For them to really to gain what, in my view, I would define as, as you know, social equity, because ultimately, um, if, if the investors are looking forward to have companies defined or deemed as progressive from integrated reporting point of view, um, this is an opportunity uh, for for leadership, um, particularly boards and executives. And and from leadership point of view, inevitably one is forced to look at the strategy, corporate strategy, and say, um, when the strategy is being designed, first and foremost, what is the extent to which this notion of integrated uh, reporting or thinking, let me not talk about reporting, but thinking, um, um, is being looked at? Because this is, you know, if you are not able to, to, to integrate this different capital um, holistically and really make sense of of their implication um, um, in terms of the value, uh, because at some point you need to commercialize these things, um, it becomes very difficult to make to make good sense of integrated reporting. Um, that is why most companies um, at this point in time are really outsourcing this part. And and for me, it's quite a shame because uh, they, they either don't understand or appreciate the, the mileage which they can literally unearth by sitting down together and putting in this thought process around the value of integrated reporting from a strategic point of view. Um, if I were to be sitting in board, I would want to see the strategy, the extent to which you know the strategy not does not, the strategy does not only look at uh, the the financial capital uh, from a sustainability point of view, but look look at other capital. Obviously, companies vary from from one to one to another. Um, you know, some capital will be, will be much more pronounced than others. For example, manufacturing capital, um, but. The value chain, in terms of supply chain, for an example, one might begin to ask questions, say, but wait a second, um, um, our suppliers, where are they in relation to, to this particular uh, 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 capital, i.e. manufacturing? Intellectual capital, you know, the extent to which we are able to leverage and really make money uh, by, by patenting some of our thought processes, because obviously we are in the era of industrial revolution, which looks at how innovation and creativity has been taken to, to another level. So these are things that uh, leadership needs to really think about um, in order to, 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 to make meaning or sense of integrated reporting. Anyway, these are my views. You're welcome to weigh in our conversation and tell me what you think. Um, uh, and one of the critical issues that we all want to know um, is, is at what point are we going to have integrated reporting as a norm? For now, it is it's just almost like a nice to have, um, but but smart smart companies are really taking quite seriously, uh, reflecting on it, and and because um, sustainability, uh, in my view, cannot be divorced from 
these types of capital. The more you are able to apply your mind across these capital, you are able to begin to to ask questions and look at the implications of each capital from a sustainability point of view. Um, anyway, these are my thoughts. Um, if you don't want to weigh in, do so. Um, other than that, we're going to take a break or maybe a, a song, Bussy. Let's do that. Appreciate it. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It is now 9 to 7. It's amazing how time flies. If you have just joined us, we're talking integrated reporting or the value of integrated reporting. Uh, before we went to the break, um, I was just sharing with some of, um, I was just sharing on, on uh, my views in terms of the value of integrated reporting. Um, and, and, and one of the critical uh, uh, thing that, that, you know, um, executive and, and board members need to be thinking about, uh, strategically is to, um, elevate integrated thinking um, um, very high within organization, and that starts with the strategy development. Uh, when we do our strategy, we need to look at uh, its its implication from integration point of view. Uh, and one would say, you know, is the strategy uh, uh, leveraging on the manufacturing side of things? And let's just explode exactly what we mean by manufacturing by looking at different aspect of manufacturing. We may not necessarily be in the manufacturing space. However, through our suppliers, we may obviously say, uh, begin to see where, what's the value of, 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 of manufacturing aspect of integrated reporting through the lens of our suppliers. Intellectual properties as well. I would want to see how a leadership of entities leveraging on intellectual um, um, capabilities of the company or at least reflecting uh, on on intellectual um, uh, um, IP uh, of the you know uh, uh, of the company through strategy uh, which means uh, bring everybody under the same roof ask difficult questions around the value of IP and how IP can be protected how IP can be stimulated um, and, and, and it is through that collective wisdom we are able to to, to leverage and understand exactly the, 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 the strategic importance of intellectual uh, property within a, within a company uh, unfortunately um, companies are, will not be able to fully optimize intellectual property if the the, the, the notion of of integrated reporting is going to be outsourced. And and I think this is something that I'm 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 gonna hop on um, from time to time because uh, I've seen uh, uh, you know mushrooming. I suppose it's 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 an interesting phenomenon for uh, consultants who want who now wants to venture into uh, integrated reporting but um, leadership is really losing value by not uh, bringing everyone under the same roof and asking these type of questions uh, around around intellectual uh, property as one aspect of uh, 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 the reporting framework. Uh, for an example, also, the, 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 the human resource side of things, um, uh, let's look at the entire value chain and say, ask us a question, uh, to what extent uh, is the strategy of the company address the human human resources uh, a capital um, and and what does it mean um, and 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 through that throughout the value chain or throughout uh, different units our suppliers uh, how do they um, address issues of of human uh, resources and 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 also we may also ask ourselves a question uh, again from a strategy point of view how social and relationship are being nurtured. 
uh, these issues can only come about if there's that collective thinking, collective uh, assessment of social and relationship implication from the capital point of view. And again, these are the issues that the leadership can can only uh, benefit from if everybody's understanding. Uh, and, and ultimately, the neutral side of things or the neutral capital, we may not necessarily be in a mining uh, uh, space. However, we do need to ask ourselves questions around um, uh, our our relationship um, or through our suppliers and so on and so forth on how we respond to this particular uh, a capital. So, so, so by what I'm saying said by by virtue of sitting down uh, as a collective, you are able to, in my mind, inculcate a sense of integrated thinking before you can even begin to report thinking, uh, and which is not assumed. Um, thinking has to be cultivated. Um, it has to be nurtured so that um, we're able to see how uh, everything fits together. Anyway, these are my thoughts. Uh, you're welcome to weigh in on our conversation tonight. Uh, our SMS line is 34519. Of course, you can drop us an email on uh, on air at highfm.com. My name is Nimrod, and um, I guess we're going to take a break uh, or maybe another song uh, before we wrap up uh, tonight's uh, very interesting conversation. Yes, uh, we are now back. Uh, unfortunately, we just have to wrap up. Um, I just want to thank uh, my producer, Busi, here for really keeping as afloat and uh, I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation or the seed that one has planted insofar as the value of integrated thinking. I am optimistic that, um, you know, a leadership um, across the board will begin to take um, this uh, issue of integrated reporting quite seriously, um, particularly from the strategy point of view. As we are uh, getting ourselves ready for 2018, this is an opportunity uh, uh, when, when, when companies are doing post to seriously consider um, the the notion of strategic um, or in, uh, sorry the, the notion of integrated reporting um, as it will definitely create value for the shareholders as well as the stakeholders. My name is Nimrod Mbelo. Once again, thank you very much for your audience. Until we meet again, good night.